What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Little call! Hey, Hames! Big weekend. Saturday NFL. Did you survive, uh, recording this on Thursday, but I don't know, Friday. Did you survive Thursday night with no NFL? Uh, no, I, 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 as we record this in late afternoon, what what the hell am I going to watch? I got, actually, there's four seconds left. Niners up. Actually, they just lost. Uh, Now, this is going to get over-reviewed, but they got one more play and the Niners are about to lose NFL Network. Jimmy Ward should have gone high. Do you know what I love is like, who's ready for Bucks Lakers? Like, guys, we we can't pretend none of these games mean a goddamn thing. So, don't even fake it. Because they don't. The I love Giannis and LeBron as much as the next guy, but these games just don't mean shit. They just really don't. What I love I mean, on Twitter right now, and uh, I, it doesn't bother me. This is not me complaining. It's I, if you're if you're doing this, some of you might be doing this. Good for you. But you know how when the like a big football game's on and people are tweeting just reactions, but you know what they're tweeting about. But yeah. I'm getting a lot of that in my Twitter timeline now on hoops. Like oh. Somalgic with another. Like, uh, yeah, I don't. Sorry, I just, you're gonna have to explain that a little more because I'm not following along. Yeah, well, the Google guide. The masses are not. I mean, we've seen what the, a move the TV by ratings. AD uh, again. I'm gonna need a video or something. I- I've watched a little Lakers, but I watched some of the end of the Celtics game on Wednesday night, and then I flipped over to the Warriors, and there was like five minutes left, and it hit me. I understand why no one's fucking watching this team play. It's awful. Well, I mean, yeah, it's that's just not, terrible. It's not a. It's, it's, not yeah, a just, it's just a. It, it's just a bad product. You know, it's just players, bad players. Uh, even D'Angelo, his body language. You know, he's like a. He's like a poor, poor man's James Harden because he is skilled and he can score and his box scores can be like twenty-five and six, but his body language is just disgusting. He looks lethargic. Just his movements is like, bro, you make $25 million a year. I also think that doesn't help the NBA. You have all these guys that are super highly paid, and you watch them, and you're like, that guy makes that. What? Are we watching the same sport? I'm like, well, yeah, the analytics say that if you shoot, 
you know, he shoots enough from, you know, 27 feet and he's going to average, you know, if you shoot threes, it's actually worth more than shooting twos at a higher percentage. You're like, fuck. No wonder. I mean, you notice the two sports the nerds run, their ratings have suffered. I don't think it's a coincidence. Because it's, it's not fun watching guys just heave threes. I, I, I love basketball, but I don't know where you stand on this. Yeah, I'm anti-four-point shot. But I'm not. I I'm like not the idea four. of you make dunks worth three layups and dunks are worth three points and three pointers are worth one point. But but I'm just strictly talking about just no, I know I the just... the consistent heaving of 45 to 50 three pointers a game. It's just not that fun to watch. Yeah, and I, I, I'd argue like I, I same baseball like I, the shift and just everyone swinging for the fences is just yeah. I mean there are a lot of people that have been arguing that with baseball, no doubt. Yeah. No. Would I, you ban shift? Ban shifts definitely. No, you, I, 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 I'm kind of kidding, but I'm kind of not. You wouldn't be. But you wouldn't you be don't let, to You it. don't say people can't blitz in football. Yeah, whatever. I just it takes just blitzes are fun. Yeah, the, yeah. The shortstop just fucking have them play. Just stay the over there. God damn it. You know, I, when the shortstops fucking at the right field wall, I mean, something's off. But also, know? it's like you don't deny the evolution of the sport. It's a like, yeah, but no fan like it doesn't make it more exciting for anybody. No, I, I get Farhan loves platooning this guy. Well, yeah, you get the information. Like, I, you get the information, but yeah, it's just it's, but you know, platoon boring. guys are cheap, so they should play hard. They should play harder for their rights. Uh, what well, you saw, like the, uh, the for their money, not for their rights. James Wiseman left Memphis, so that three game, the Wiseman era is over for uh, Penny Hardaway. He's like, he's Does, like, I'm uh, suspended. I'm gonna come back in like January. And uh, and what? I'll play two months. What? What am I going to? What am I carrying a book bag around for? Like, forget you guys. Like, that's the crazy thing to me that it's taken this long. It's like these guys that play college. Now, look, if you want to play, like college basketball, I think is awesome. I did. I did read Penny. Like he had been the moment that got handed down. He was like, I'm out. I guess Penny or hashtag the boosters are good salesmen. He's been talk trying to talk him into staying for like the last two weeks. That's the only reason this didn't, at least from what I read. I'm just saying, when it, college hoops specifically, I don't blame the kid. Like this, between the end of your high school or the beginning of your college season and the end of your college season, it's just, it's, so you'll play November, some games that don't matter, December, some better games maybe, January, February, and then that's it. So it's like four, wait, you're telling me I skip college, I only have to sit out four months basically before the NBA starts? I just start my NBA training now. Oh, it's not that long, really, when you think about it. You know, it's a no, little it's longer long than summer all, vacation. But, but I'd also say, guy, let's not pretend Wiseman was going to like calculus seven. No, you I'm know? not. I'm I mean, just no, no. My point is not that he's going to class. My point is just that I think guys, you feel like you're missing all. I'm. I I, I didn't play basketball for a year. It's like, no, nah, you didn't play basketball for four and a half months, right? It's not that long. I think guys are real. Like, okay, like two guys went to Australia this year, right? Well, think about if you were Wiseman, just on the most basic level, whether, you know, I don't know how much Memphis gave him. He clearly just didn't randomly go there. That he owes $11,000 where you go, I'm like you said, I'm going to come back on and play two I'm months not back. and, and pay $11,000. Like, fuck, I'll just keep my own $11,000 that Penny gave me, and I will just go pro, which he did. The Penny era, part of the reason he was hired, though, was for Wiseman. It's like part of the reason what's his name was hired 
when he got to Missouri was Michael Porter. Like, that's that's a big reason in basketball why guys get jobs because it's just the power of the one player. Yeah, I'm well, bringing But whether you got him or not, you're going to have to get another guy. Like, Shaq, it was in an era where you stayed three years. So you, he's yeah. going to have to get another guy next year anyway. So go get another guy. Right. I've never seen James Wiseman play one second of I don't. I mean, I know he's a big. I don't know what he does well or what he doesn't do well. You only Though played I, three games, so it wasn't hard to miss. I have read that there are some uh, differentiating opinions out there on his game. I saw this one. So, you know, LaMelo went to Australia. Yeah. He's there right now, right? He's there right now, but he hurt. He bruised his foot in practice the other day. Yeah. So he's out four weeks. Well, I think it was uh, – I think I saw this in the Athletic, Sam Vecini. The problem is that the Australian basketball season ends in like February and yeah. his team is not making the playoffs. Nobody from the NBA has seen it like GMs, like no one's gone over there and seen him yet. It's too early in the year. Does they, he have tape though? Well, there's there might be I'm sure there's tape, but like no one's gone to see him play. They were yeah. planning to go probably the end of December, maybe you know, around that time. I got you. Yeah. yeah. So now if he comes back from this foot injury, People are going to have to take like 20-hour flights or whatever it takes in hopes that he's going to... make sure they watch the three or four games that he plays If he in. plays and you're like getting close, you know, there's just... It's a busy... You're getting close to the deadline. It's just... The point was like, are people going to... Like, it's a big commitment to go watch LaMelo play maybe three or four games. Like, this has not gone great from that perspective. Now, I don't think it ultimately matters. He's going to get drafted in the top five or whatever, but... Who was the, who was the brother that stole the Pradas? Le, Leangelo? Jello. Yeah. Is that it? Leangelo? Leangelo, was that yeah. They just called him Jello. So you got Lonzo, Jello, and Lamelo. Right. <laughs> you know, Levar, I give Lavar a little credit. Those are uh, you don't forget those names, right? It's not like it was Bill, James, and David. Uh, so signing day, Colorado signed a linebacker from L.A. I think he's from L.A. Maybe he's from Texas. His name is Mister M I S T E R, Mister Williams. His brother's names are Prince and Sir. Sir Williams, Prince Williams, and Mr. Williams. Was it true that Madison Bumgarner dated a girl in high school named Madison Bumgarner? That's what everybody says. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. That I've heard that one true, for a right? while. I don't know. I, it's not that crazy, right? Madison is a pretty common name. And I think the Bum- So the guy's name is Mr. Mr. Williams? M-I-S-T-E-R. Mr. Today I was at the barbershop and uh, my barber said. Can the guy play? Like, was he a five-star? Uh, maybe like a three-star outside linebacker. There actually, I, I saw there were only 34 total five stars in the class. That's good. I don't know if that's a high or low. I don't know either, but I'm glad. I mean, there shouldn't be many. Yeah, there, you shouldn't, know, there be shouldn't be many. many. So three stars can be really good players. But I was at the barbershop, and they said, Guy, come have a seat. And this guy named Craig stood up. And uh, she's like, no, no, not you, Guy. He's like, oh, I thought you said Guy. And I said, no, that's actually my name. That's why you thought she was talking to you. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, you thought she was just talking shit to you? Called you guy? Come on, guy. But aren't there multiple guys? Like, I'm a guy, too. Yeah, so I, I was on the other side of a pole. Maybe you didn't see me oh, there. Got, oh, got, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by expressvpn.com slash ham. Get you an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. VPN protects your privacy and security online, and it takes your TV watching game to the next level. You can use VPNs to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Guy, expressvpn.com slash ham. I was thinking about this. You you ever watch Peaky Blinders? No, you were, on you've been talking about it for years. Well, Peaky Blinders, good show. Well, last year, I think uh, their last season or 
I don't know if it's the last ever season, but the last season that came out, it came out first in the UK. So we didn't get it in the States for like three months delayed. Well, with ExpressVPN guy, what's happening? You're getting Peaky Blinders the moment it comes out. Anything like that, any type move that you can make, ExpressVPN has your back with all the streaming services. You can always watch them on time, expressvpn.com slash ham. Don't let the hackers in. Keep keep your information to yourself. I use it. Haberman uses it. And we're trying to get you to use That's it. That's right. Hide your IP address. Let you control where you want sites to think you're located. Use our special link right now. And it's by the way, it's compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs. ExpressVPN.com slash ham. Get you an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show. Watch what you want. Protect yourself. ExpressVPN.com slash ham. Podcast also brought to you by Manscaped. Great time of year for Manscaped, John. Oh, it really is. Guys. You know what Santa's really doing is. for next week? Manscaping. No. Yeah. Hanukkah <laughs> Harry, he's not anymore. Manscaped.com, no. promo code ham. It's it's Hanukkah freshly shaved. That's right. Uh, Harry. That Manscaped.com, promo code ham. You get 20% off and free shipping, correct? And That's with right. Lawnmower 2.0, it's my favorite. Might be my favorite. Uh, a device slash apparatus. I don't even know what you'd, uh, <laughs> how you'd describe it. <laughs> it just it works all over my body, guy. The, from the balls to my legs. To I even got this little. I got this hair spot. You know that I, I think uh, is this even allowed to say anymore? The tramp stamp. Oh, you know, it's definitely allowed to say. Yeah. Yeah. For you know, well, that's where males get hair right there. So you know, sometimes I'll just I'll get a little shave there when I'm doing my body, and no nicks and cuts. That's the key. And for a guy that has no hair on the top of his head, I got a lot of hair on my belly and uh, around my boobs. You know, I get a lot of hair. Keep they, them clean. We call them areolas. Sl- you remember Mr. Areola, Coach, Coach Davis High Baseball yeah. for a while, multiple championships, winner. Uh, I like to trim those areolas, though. Manscaped.com, promo code ham. Won the section title uh, in 01, uh, I think, or 02. Fresh- or Might have been 02. I think we were sophomores. Def- I thought they did our freshman year. Because remember, Brian Hawkins went up from the freshman team. Yeah, they did, and they definitely did again. I think like in six or seven yeah. when we were gone. He's a winner, baseball I mean, powerhouse. Just, yeah, produced pros, no big deal. Uh, get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code HAM at Manscaped.com. Cup check. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Promo code HAM. Blue Devils sent a guy to Colorado. Pac twelve. Yeah, game. offensive uh, offensive lineman, right? Yeah, that's why they yeah. won the league and they uh, won a playoff game. EGG, get them in the gym. Yeah, I call it the De La Salle of Davis. Uh, yeah, right. Dominating the area <laughs> for as many years as it's been an open school. All right, Saturday night. This is just, I keep reminding people, not the people, this is pretty cool. Saturday night football, John. Uh, Niners-Rams. Do you know Saturday's an all-day slate? 10 a.m. game, a 1 o'clock game, and then the 5.30 game? Well, I mean, an all-day for three total games. Yeah, three right. total games, but they, they have one at every time slot, so it's, uh, I'm just... You only have the option to watch the one, but we've got a good football Saturday. What are the other two games? I mean, we'll get to the games later in the show. But Well, we got a morning game, which, you know, is not great. Feels a lot like a London game. But, again, it's Saturday, nothing else on. you got Texans at Tampa. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's 10 a.m. Saturday. I actually think the afternoon game, I, I'm looking forward to this, Bills at the Patriots. Yeah, that's it's a playoff game. game. Yeah. And then the night game. I think the afternoon game and the night game, I don't think, can you ask for much more uh, for a Saturday? No, it's, that's a premium, premium that's matchup. Four playoff, I, four playoff teams, I guess the Rams aren't, but I mean, the Rams still could like win nine games. Yeah, yeah. I, like, 
you know, I look at the Niners right now going into this game. They're eleven and three, and we've talked so much about the playoff part of it, which is the only part that really matters. Win this game, win next week, you're good. But to me, there's also a difference, right? Like, if they go thirteen, John, they could go thirteen and three if they win these next two games. You lose this game, you beat the Seahawks, you're twelve and four. Thirteen and three to me, I don't know about you, is the line. Like thirteen and three and above is incredible football season. Twelve and four is really good. But you go thirteen and three, and there's really you don't you can't complain about everything anything unless your quarterback gets hurt in you know week seventeen or something. But other than that, that's that's as good as it gets. Thirteen and three is a fucking phenomenal season. I would say it's probably the equivalent in like basketball, sixty eight wins, sixty seven wins, baseball, one oh five. Like it's just a you know college football. 11 and 1. I mean, it's just a powerhouse season. 12 and 4, like you said, really good. But on this given year, it feels like 12 and 4 equals wild card. So it has a little different feel to it. Uh, these next two games, like you said, to me are really big in the sense that you can just cap off a really fantastic fucking season. And it would suck to go 12 and 4. And 12 and 4 actually wouldn't be bad, right, if they lost Saturday night but won next Sunday. That would feel different than twelve and four winning Saturday night and losing next Sunday. Yeah, I I, I think you go twelve and four, but you beat Seattle and win the division, even if that means getting the three seed. That's a pretty remarkable year, though. I think where it would sting is you'd be kicking yourself for the game that we just were talking about three or four days ago, right? That's where that would sting because you're like, I've watched this team; they kick the shit. Usually, thirteen and three teams. I mean, look at Seattle. They might go 13-3 and or the Packers. I mean, guy, their combined point differential is like 62. I think the Packers is 45 and the Seattle Seahawks is like 26. Like, they are not kicking anyone's ass. The Niners have had three or four blowout wins. And then that win against the Saints. Like, I think what will be tough for 12-4 and if they lose next week Sunday and they win this week, let's say they beat the Rams by like 20 points. You're like, fuck, this team was really good. And they're going to get the five seed? It's just that one would be hard to stomach. But I do – do we need to take a step back and go, well, if I would have told you at the beginning of the season, this team was a lock to make – this team was going to be in the playoffs. Didn't give you any details about anything else. That that would have been a 100% home run. All we talked about my, – my number one statement in August was like, listen, they got to do it this year. It's just good coaches win. That's just – it's just that simple. Good coaches win. It happens in college. It ha- like I-, I think it's fair to say, you know what, Jim Harbaugh is probably never going to win a national championship. You know, I mean, we we got a lot of data now. It's just probably not going to happen. That doesn't mean he's not a really good coach, but the the game changed a lot when he was away from it. He came back. He's solid, and he's still actually really good. But he ain't saved. But I think we're talking or, about two different things, right? Like three years from now, the Niners have been to the playoffs three years and won one or two playoff games. Then it's the same conversation. Yeah, yeah. My my point is like. I'm just talking about in a vacuum this season for us to keep talking about Kyle the way we talked about him and to not have questions about, is this really going to work? We, we think we this guy's really impressive. The way everyone talks about him, the way we viewed him just watching his teams play. And he fucking delivered. Now, you're right. Like, there's a big difference from being a one-off guy. I mean, hell, we've seen good coaches. I don't think anyone looks at Dan Quinn or Ron Rivera like slappies, and they're missing the playoffs several years in a row. Yeah, right? I'm it's, just saying, I'm not saying, I was saying that was comment was more about Harbaugh. Like Harbaugh, might, I'm with you. He might not win a championship, but he also 
is clearly good ish. Don't you, do you think it's a fair statement for me to go? I don't think Jim Harbaugh at Michigan will ever win a national championship. Yeah, no, no, I totally. I don't think so either. But what I'm saying is he's like at a different point in his arc than Kyle is too. One hundred percent. Like Kyle, Kyle's kind of living off reputation as a play caller when he was a play caller, even though he's been a head coach for a couple of years. And that was part of our argument. And he answered the bell. And he's, to me, already completely answered the bell whether they lose the next two weeks. Like, this has been a fantastic season. Now, I think it would be disappointing. But if they were to lose these next two weeks, they're still in the playoffs after drafting in the top 10 for how many straight years? Ever fucking since Harbaugh left. Like, they were really shitty. Though, I did think last year we thought that they were going to turn the corner. It was just clear when the season ended they wouldn't have made the playoffs last year more than likely, right? Well, right, Garoppolo got hurt and that kind of... But that's, but, I, but I'm saying if Garoppolo had played the full season, do you think the Niners were in the playoffs last year? No, I don't think they were... Were they good enough on defense yet? Yeah, no, probably not. So, but, you know, you go in with, you know, let's say this analogy. You go in to play blackjack and you got $30 in your pockets and you're playing $5 blackjack. If I told you, you know you would double your money. You'd be like, that's a good day. But all of a sudden you look down and you got $500 in front of you. You start thinking a little bit differently. And I think when you're a Niner, you're just a football fan. When you watch a team like the Niners and you go, fuck, they were what? 10 and one. I mean, three weeks ago, like you just start looking at it a little differently. I think they kind of raised their own standards, right? No, Mid-season. Yeah, and, and I think that's partly record. I think it's partly eyeball test. I want, now to your point. I think it's more eyeball test than even the record. Okay, yeah. I mean, it probably, I mean, obviously the record matters, but it was clear like they were winning. But they Well, most of the season they had, on. yeah, the best record. Um, I actually think it's better for record. Kyle to have this season like he has this year where he just kicked the shit out of a lot of people that if they would have had a season like, let's say, the Packers – or e- probably Seattle would be a better example. And they, like, no one's questioning, like, Seattle's just getting lucky. Even though I think we kind of say that, but they've proven, like, they get lucky for a reason. It would have been that, remember when the Raiders had their one playoff season? A lot of the analytic people were like, well, they had all these turnovers and they had all these fourth, order com- uh, fourth quarter comebacks. It's not a sustainable model. There's a regression to happen. I think a lot of people were saying that last year with the Bears. They're like, well... I don't know if it was historic, but they ha- they led the league definitely in defensive touchdowns. And anytime you get seven to eight defensive touchdowns, like that's not a sustainable thing for like five straight years, right? So people are like, well, when they don't get those defensive touchdowns, their offense is going to have to meet them in the middle, and it clearly didn't. Where I don't think next year people won't be like, well, there's going to be a regression. They won six one-score games. No, the Niners, when they were winning, they were kicking the shit out of people. Yeah, they had the Saints game, but they had a lot of blowout wins where against solid teams where I think you go, you know, if you beat the Rams a second time, you beat the Rams twice, you beat the crap out of the Packers who are look almost destined to make the uh to win that division just because the ma- just the math. Let me ask you something. So even though I don't even think the Packers are better than the Vikings, but I I'm with you. You see Dalvin Cook those out, so um you know the Rams and Seahawks have the same exact point differential? Differential. Now, the Seahawks have scored more well, and allowed more. There's just been more points in Seahawks games. I also think the Rams' defense, definitely since they got Jalen Ramsey, it's just been good. That's been and the difference. The, I think when you look at Seattle's defense start to finish, 
I don't know if Pete would ever admit this, but if if you, me, and Pete and John were having some beers and John was missing wearing fucking, you know, some dress shoes without socks, I think he'd tell you, God, we just we're just kind of a bend but don't break defense. We are not what we were. I think we we witnessed we witnessed that for people who missed the joke once at a Niners Seahawks yeah. game. Schneider no, dress he, pants. He, he, he had socks. Yeah, right? they were ankle been, socks. It, yeah, with dress shoes. It, it was like he just went to the equipment manager, told him I forgot some socks, and the dude threw him a couple of Nikes, <laughs> and he wore it with zero shame. I'm pretty sure so, when I went to the Seattle game, I was on the sideline for the pregame, and he comes up, and these two guys, a lot of the grunge uh, era, right, is from Seattle, Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. Nirvana. And I swear to God, this one dude had an arm tattoo, and I'm Googling, like, the other members of Pearl Jam. I knew it wasn't Eddie Vedder or, or like, obviously not Kurt Cobain or David Grohl, but it was like, these guys are famous because John knew them. They took pictures with them. The guy's a diehard Seattle fan. I'm like, I know this guy's fucking hmm. famous. I couldn't figure it out. I don't know who it was. But, again, it, that's like John Schneider would be friends with, like, Pearl Jam, right? Yeah. And, and Pete might have introduced him. Um, let me ask you this though: Is this is it a bad loss to lose to the Rams? I think it just depends how it looks. But yeah, you could argue probably yeah. Because we just think about how be, good each of we just think about how you would have lost three of your last four. You would have lost three of your last four games. I'm just saying: Do we are the Rams as good as we give them credit for? Sometimes when we talk about them, they're I mean they got a chance to be a ten win team. And they win their next. They win this game, they'll be a ten win team probably. If they're they go nine, not uh, eliminated. I know they're not. I'm just saying, even if they lose this game and beat the Cardinals, they'll be nine and seven. Which, if your down years are nine and seven, we always talk about this. That's pretty freaking good. Um, but I'm just like, is there a way the Niners lose this game in which they play their best game? In which they play, you know, like you watch me go. That's a ninety percent of their game. Yeah, no. Like to me, if they play what they're capable, they, they don't even with some injury question marks, whatever. Like, to me, they're going to have to look. I, I'm not, I don't want to talk down on the Rams too much because I, 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 I have I appropriate him. fear, as Steve Kerr would say, uh, I think, from the Niners' perspective. But I don't think he says that anymore, does he? Uh, no, I, I think it's appropriate. Schmalik was like, what, what does that mean? Nap I don't time. even know these guys' names. Yeah. But I'm just trying to figure out exactly – like, can the Niners lose a game in which they look good I to the Rams? One difference, too, is I, I was watching Sala made a comment about Matt Ryan turning into Russell Wilson. He's like, we had him a couple times, and he turned into Russell Wilson, hmm. keeping plays alive. You know who doesn't turn into Russell Wilson ever? Jared Goff. You know, Jared Goff ain't getting away from anyone. That would be a, a matchup you just think you can get after his ass because – Matt Ryan's not a great athlete either, but he's better than Goff. So, I, I think you just – Jared Goff just can't move. I, I, th- I think he's a modern-day young statute. You know, when you think of the most young quarterbacks, the average ones have, like, Jimmy's athleticism, right? I'm saying the average athletes. Most of them are now Deshaun, Mahomes, obviously Lamar's the high-end, Wentz. Because you just, say even Tannehill's kind of athletic, Carr's d- athletic. D- Dak. Dax athletic, Kyler for sure. I mean, they're just. I, I would say Goff and Baker are just Trubisky's marginal athletic. athletes. Yeah, Trubisky's really athletic. Jameis, uh, J- Jameis is not, but he, but Jameis Jacoby. is like, well, fuck you. I, you see me, I'll make plays. These guys don't make plays. I'm like, yeah, you do, Jameis. Like Jared Goff's just a below average athlete, and Philip. 
I'm talking about young. young guys. I'm talking about young. Baker. Because I I think for the majority of our life, Phillips were the norm. That's what everyone wanted. And I, I think the, the offensive line play, there just aren't – what's the kid's name from Oregon? Panay Sewell. They're just – how many Panay Sewells have come into the NFL the last eight years? Not many. It's just the offensive line play shitty around college football. So, it's just you, – you, I actually think the game's changed where it's not just much more that, yeah, these athletic guys are more in vogue. You kind of need to be. No one can block anybody. Because the defensive linemen, it feels like – whatever. if you could do like a supply and demand chart of offensive versus defensive linemen, doesn't it feel like the def- like the Khalil Max just keep on coming into the league? Every year it's like, God, there's just like three or four dudes. I mean, last year was just like – this is a defensive lineman draft. Bosa, Allen, Ed Oliver, Gary, Cleveland Farrell, I guess. But just all these guys that infiltrated the league. It, it wasn't like, you know, this is a year where there's seven offensive tackles in the first round. That's a problem. Now, it wouldn't even help the Rams because they have they don't have a first-round pick for the next six years. And they haven't had one recently, but... It's just it's it's a problem when your guy's a statue. That is the one. Like I, I do think the Niners need to improve their offensive line, guards and centers. I mean, there's a chance Richburg. My dad tore his patella tendon, and again, the, my dad at the time was like in his fifties. But it's a it's a much worse injury than the ACL. Like it's there's a reason why when you hear patella, it's different than the ACL. Mm. That's that's usually a pretty devastating knee injury. So I there there's a chance like you're you're going to be in a center market like he's just careers over. And then their guards, I mean, Grady Jarrett last week kicked their ass. That, that, that is the one thing. It's like, well, how do they block Aaron Donald? I mean, they really haven't blocked good defensive linemen lately. And do you think that, like, does Jalen Ramsey just run around chasing Kittle? That would be my move. I'd fucking – Jalen just follow you. Yeah, and so, like, to me, that's where Debo – I saw Kyle today was talking about how Debo uh, – you, you said to me before the podcast, we'll talk about the pro bowlers, that, like, even they can't – even they couldn't have imagined how good Nick Bosa would be. But Kyle was saying Thursday that Debo played more, like Debo's had to play more than they anticipated he would play this year. Like they obviously liked him. They drafted him pretty high. A lot of receivers went after him. Um, is, is Pettis still alive or is he just uh, getting you know, no, I don't think anybody asked Kyle today. So he's getting away with it for another week, I guess, without being that question. Not getting Isn't it crazy it. how irrelevant he became? Well, the second all these other – he gets hurt and these other guys, everybody starts – Samuel starts making plays. Obviously, Bourne starts making plays. But he's not hurt right now. He's just not playing, right? Yeah, no. He, I don't think he's – he wasn't on any of the injury practice reports yeah. or anything like that. So um, – Him him being shitty kind of forced their hand to go get Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. So, but my point is, John, first of all, Kittle doesn't have to run away from you to make plays, even though he can I just think these other guys now, even though you watch the Falcons game and they just fed him, I just think these other guys, you feel like, not you take Kittle away, you can still win, but I just feel pretty good about their passing game, even with those issues. And I think this game, I mean, they've got got four running backs they can throw throw the football to. Don't you think Dante Fowler would be a lot happier with $700,000 richer? He will be a lot happier, that's true. Do, do you, when you get that seven hundred thousand dollars back, and they got to withhold it from taxes, he's like, "Well, I get, I earned that money while I was in Jacksonville. I don't get on the California rate. Yeah, it should be interest. It should be interest. Want, first of all, I want I want interest one and two. I, I'm getting taxed at a zero percent rate, factored out of Jacksonville, bro. I read. Do, do, 
Do you know the extent of the why Coughlin was? Uh, we got we to get tr- to that. We got to get to that later. <laughs> save it. Save that thought. Don't. don't. <laughs> That's just nuts. <laughs> Hold that thought. Um, but just in terms of Saturday night, I mean, I think they win. I do too. Oh, I Ju- Ju- did I say this? Julian Taylor, I guess. Kyle said he thinks he hopes he didn't say thinks it hopes can be back next week. I mean, that's the guy in all fairness, like Julian Taylor, the majority of fans couldn't point him out of the lineup. Like to me, it's just Bosa Armstead and fucking and uh, uh, Buckner just dominate. Just that's when we talk about the Rams, I don't talk about the role players. I talk about Aaron Donald, Dante Fowler and uh, Jalen Ramsey make plays, you know, just, I, I need my stars to make plays. And I think last week, I think Bosa's just starting to feel it without D Ford as he gets treated like Khalil Mack. Someone tweeted out two weeks ago after they had played the Saints just a mashup of the treatment he was getting of just Latavius chipping him, Latavius taking off his knees, uh, Michael Thomas cracking on him. Like, he's getting attacked from every angle. And I think it's remarkable that he's like still playing well. But I think it was a lot harder to attack him like that when, when D Ford was also on the field. Because then just one side of the defensive line is D Ford and one of the Oregon guys. So it's like, okay, you're going to have like four guys to block two on this one side and just let D Ford, who's one of the best speed rushers in the league, and then Armstead or Buckner just to kind of be free over here. You're fucked. And they don't have to worry about that right now. Because you're basically like, well, Solomon Thomas ain't getting around the edge. (laughs) So we'll just... Attack the two inside guys yeah. and take a tight end or take a running back and just mess with Bosa. And now Bosa's playing, you know, he, he's never played a season this long, so now we're at the end of his first NFL season. He's got to be a little tired in addition to all of that. Yeah. That's why they. Uh, that's why Chip Kelly likes you to have those protein smoothies. That's right. <laughs> Do you look at – so he made the Pro Bowl with three other 49ers, Bosa, Youthcheck, Kittle, Sherm. Uh, and then they had million, a million dollar bonus. I mean, Remember who the, negotiated Florio? that? Remember Florio said you're an idiot. Who negotiated that one? Uh, and then alternates are Armstead, Buckner, Garoppolo, Mostert, Richburg, Staley, Jimmy Ward, Fred Warner. I do look at this. So they had basically two defensive pro bowlers. I do look at this defense like it has, you know, like six. And I would even say, Manuel Sanders is not a pro bowler, but he play, he's been playing like a pro bowler since you got him. So I don't even think this list really encapsulates what this team has looked like, encapsulates what the team has looked like this year. Yeah, I think there's two ways to look at it, right? On just the way the guys that actually got truly voted in off the top, enormous wins for the – obviously, we, we knew Kittle was sweet last year and Juszczyk. And those were two players acquired by this, you know, administration. The first year, Juszczyk was – was signed immediately as a free agent, you know, like two months after these guys were hired. And Kittle was in their first draft. I would say these other two, though, are bigger moves, given that, one, any team could have had Richard Sherman and what he's meant to their team. And by year two, even any team that would have signed him knew that, like, you were signing him really more for year two and three. That first year off an Achilles is going to take some time. Home run. But I think the bigger home run, and maybe it's just for me personally, because I was like, is this guy really this good? Is they draft Bosa over... I mean, if they would have drafted Quinn and Williams, like, I don't think they would have gotten shit on draft day. Now, it would have looked much worse today. 
you know, because he's not a – he's actually, I think, when he has played, he's been hurt a lot this year. The, the Jets have one of the best rush defense in the league. Like, I think people are shitting on him. And even Gruden, when the, when the Jets played the Raiders, they asked Gruden why they think the defense was so good. He's like, number 93. I mean, that fucking guy they drafted, number three overall. So he's a good player. But the Niners needed this. And he's been I, – I mean, he's had one of the best rookie defensive end seasons I, I've ever seen. Like, Khalil Mack, we knew he was really good. He wasn't close to this. Again, it's different because he has a lot more help. But I just watched the guy rush. Like, he has just came into the league ready to get 12, 15 sacks, which is usually rare. And that was actually the the positive kind of scouting report on him, right? Like, he's pro-ready immediately. And I think people like me sometimes think, like, oh, it's high-floor guy, low ceiling. Right. But fuck, I, I, his ceiling, I mean, he looks... Because everyone's like, he's going to be better, good as his brother. It's like, I don't know. I mean, he's as good as his brother. I mean, his brother's an ass kicker. The problem is, like, even I don't even no one even watches Chargers games anymore. But if Joey was on a team that mattered, he would. Any team in the league would take him. Like, if if it reported like the Chargers are open to trading Joey Bosa this offseason, what would they get? Probably a one and a, a two. One, yeah. They might not get Matt. They would get a lot. They get more than a one. <laughs> Yeah, they would get a lot. I mean, Alden, by the what way. Would the, if the Niners were like, we'll trade Nick Bosa this offseason. They'd get more than offer? one. Would they get two ones for him? Because you think about it, Khalil got two ones. And extended. This so guy's this on guy's a rookie cheap. contract. Yeah. Alden was 14 sacks his rookie year. He didn't even start, though. Not once. <laughs> would you say that's the greatest not zero starts in a 16-game <laughs> NFL? But... I think if we really dove into that, now, again, in a vacuum, Alden was a freak talent. The moment you see him, he doesn't look like 90% of NFL players. That team, though, was very, very stacked for him to kick ass, right? Yeah. Like, does he get 12? And I'm not trying to diminish what he did because it was awesome. But this team's pretty, like, this defensive front, to your point. That That's what I'm mentioned. saying. So, it's like, yeah. But, you just, the eye test, a little like Alden, you just do the eye test. You're like, fuck, it's a different animal here. He's a different animal guy. I was, if they I was had, way off. If they had picked Josh Allen, would he be just as big a star? Like, Nick's a bigger star just because people are seeing him do the this. The name, yeah, where he came from. But I just too. mean, like, the Jags are playing no meaningful games. Like, the difference between Nick and even if you had Quinn and Williams, you're like, he is just as good at what he does. But he, he would not be as big. A, a pass rusher is just a bigger star. Bigger you than just, a, yeah. Hang his name on the outside. Hang his picture but on I, the outside of your stadium. But I think, like you said, also when you look at the defense, you see a lot of Pro Bowlers. When you say DeForest Buckner or Eric Armstead, I view them as Pro Bowl level players. Yeah. When you say Fred Warner, I view him as a Pro Bowl level player. I don't know who the other linebackers are. I mean, it's pretty easy to guess. It's like Keekley, probably Bobby Wagner. I mean, it's the same. It's the it's the border. It's the Hall of Famers, which is just a tough you know conference to make it. But I view Fred Warner has had a Pro Bowl level season. That's why I, I don't put any. I don't care about the. It means nothing to me, guy. It doesn't mean a fucking thing. That's why everyone. I get a lot of tweets like, "What are your reactions to this and that?" I, I just I don't care because I I don't think it really matters. It's it's really more like an NBA type story because the the sport of football is about the team, the team, the team. And sometimes these individual awards can get like, do you have the right narrative building around you? Now, sometimes like Bobby Wagner's a Pro Bowl player. Yeah, right? I mean, like to me, the one thing where the Pro Bowl, the all pro is obviously the most exclusive. 
the Pro Bowl to me is just about like some guys are alternates and you're like that guy it's just too many people got hurt it is just an example of like how many good players do you have do you have a lot of good but, players but 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 I think I'd say the Pro Bowl let's use basketball and baseball if you make a major league baseball all-star team definitely an NBA all-star team you're usually the cream of the crop that year. Yeah, NBA's at the I, top of the list. Major League Baseball needs relievers and a player from every team. So yeah, so it's let's just let's compare it to basketball. If you make a basketball All Star team, you are the elite of the elite. I think it's kind of been proven now in football that it's kind of hit or miss with non the no brainers because it is pretty complicated. Like, well, how do I value guards? You know, how, and once you get the momentum going, that you're that level guy. You kind of get grandfathered in. Let's uh, let's play a quick game here. I'm just going to name a team, and you tell me uh, who or if they have any Pro Bowlers. Well, can I just ask this question before you do it? Like, did Khalil Mack make the Pro Bowl this year? Uh, I've got a team-by-team team list, so let me tell you. Yes, he did. See, that's he made it off reputation, not off play. He's not a Pro Bowler this year. Like, he has, to me, to he me leads- Armstead or Buckner... He uh he's fourth five fumbles fourth best in the in the league and third best in the NFC and a seven and a half sacks shows you like even his shit he's still pretty good <laughs> but it's for twenty million dollars anymore out of Khalil okay play the game uh let's find one I'm trying to find one that doesn't have a lot of guys but is kind of oh Cardinal Arizona Cardinals two guys. Uh, number 21, Patrick Peterson. Nope. Uh, did Jordan Hicks make it? No. Both on defense. One of them, you'll, you'll be like, oh yeah, of course. Uh, Aeneas Williams. I don't know. Chandler Jones. uh, Chandler Jones. Yeah. Yeah, Chandler Jones. That's the one. And Buda Baker. Well, I mean, the couple games I watched Buda Baker, he made plays. Remember the one game against Kittle? Like, God, yeah, fucking right. Baker's killing people. Uh, do you know who the two Raiders Pro Bowlers were? Yeah, two linemen. Um, uh, there was one other. Oh, the Giants, no Pro Bowlers. Punter Riley Dixon is a second alternate. Saquon Barkley is a fourth alternate. It's not going you, well, you, John. You have Seattle? Uh, yeah, I think it's just I – th- I saw it earlier. I think it's just – it's two guys. Russell and Bobby? Yeah. Bucks, Bucks have three guys. Is it Godwin, one of them? Yep. Uh, Shaq Barrett? Yep. And the third one is Mike Evans. Who is it? Mike Evans. Oh, he's hurt. Okay. Uh, like Jalen Ramsey made it as a Ram. But that's one of those, like, if you're, you know, if I trade, I'm just trying to use the equivalent like uh, Mookie Betts midseason, but I go to a different division or what. It's just like, yeah, he's an elite player. This it's is, not his fault. The Redskins, this one reads the way like Raiders ones used to. Like Tress Way, the punter, the most consistent player on the team this season, and Brandon Sheriff. So, what about what about the Jaguars? Uh, like the Nadakway, get it? Jaguars, Jaguars, Jaguars. Uh, they have one poor bowler. Yannick? Calais. Okay. What about, like, the Denver Broncos? Do they have anybody? They have one. I think it's one. Hold on. Paxton Lynch? No, it's it's one. It's Vaughn. Oh. Yeah, it's just, it kind of feels like a harder year to get it. I mean, the Ravens took up 12 spots. Like, how many do the Chiefs have? Like, they have Mahomes, like six or something. Yeah, Kelsey, Hill. The, did Honey Badger make it? 
Uh, no. Clark. Who was Frank Clark made it? Hardman. Tyreek. Nicole Hardman made it. Yeah, as a kick, as, as a kick teamer? returner. Okay. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, and then Mahomes. No Tyreek. No. I mean, the Steelers have one, two, three, four, five. Well, you got Minka Fitzpatrick. Yep. You got T.J. Watt. Yep. You got Villanueva. Uh, no, but they do have two linemen. Okay, I'm not going to know them. DeCastro and Pouncey, Marquise. Okay, so that's... Yeah, one more defensive defensive player. Hayden? Oh, Hayward. uh... The, the, the little, little linebacker make it? No, Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward, okay. Uh, Jets have one, Jamal Adams. Is it safe to say that the make of his Patrick fucking trades worked out pretty well? Yeah. How about the Patriots have three? Gilmore. Yep. I don't know who else. Matthew Slater, obviously. Oh yeah, he's has like a and Dante Hightower. So not one offensive player. Well, it's the, I saw it's the first time Brady hasn't made it since 2008 since he tore his ACL. Wow. Anyway, that's a pretty big streak. So, uh, yeah. You win, you get players in the Pro Bowl. Remember when the, when Harbaugh was here, they got a lot of Pro Bowl players. You look at the 94-49ers, they got 12. I mean, you just when you win, you're going to just have a lot of names. It's impossible not to, right? And when you lose, like, do you have the Cowboys one in front of you? Uh, like, I closed it out, but I think they had, like, three offensive linemen. Did Amari make it? I don't think so, but I Zeke, it Did Zeke here. make it? That, see, Dak didn't. Uh, defensively, I'd imagine Demarcus Lawrence, Jalen Smith, probably be on the fringe. When when you don't win as much, your fringe guys just aren't going to get it right. They aren't super super famous. I bet the Eagles don't have many guys. No, I think they have like Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, probably. Uh, God, come on! I don't even care. Well, now I want to know if Amari made it. He's having a career year. When you a think, record year. But when you think of the NFC, you got Michael Thomas, Locke, you uh, got Godwin and Evans. Yeah, he didn't make it. They're just it's just tough. They had three sledding. offensive linemen plus Zeke. I bet did Diggs make it for Minnesota? Uh the AFC South I mean Julio. It's just it's hard. It's hard knock life for Devontae probably didn't even make it because he missed some games. Receiver's tough position, man. Eagles is Kelsey, Brandon Brooks. Oh, Rick Lovato, John, at Long Snapper. Oh, good. Yeah, He's replaced good uh, your boy at Long Snapper. Dor- yeah, Doran Boss. Zach Ertz, <laughs> Fletcher Cox. I mean, Doran Boss. You just do magic everywhere you go. Like you, Everywhere you go, do you just bring a stack of cards? Hell yeah. That's he was on my like, see. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he is a great guy. I'm not going to rip him. One time, actually, I remember going, like, I got this guy. And he's still in the league now. I forget what team he's on. I'm like, he's better than Doran Boss. How he's like, yeah, we're just not, we like Dorn. We're just not going to get rid of him, so don't even. Yeah, what kind of, well, what kind why, of jerk why, are you, Middlecoff? Why am I even evaluating? I like him too, but what's the point of even evaluating long snaps? Casey goes down. we got to make a trade. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't quite, at, at the time I was doing it, quite understand, like, Dorn Boss's role to the community slash Jeffrey Lurie. That's the other underrated part. Like, once you realize, like, yeah, you don't need to search so hard for the tight end, like, they view Brent Selleck like a son here. 
So yeah, they don't mind if he's a little slow. It's the thing you learn in scouting. Like that's that's the opposite of like the Farhans that you could the Farhan you would talk about the opposite and be like, I don't care about the goddamn magic. Get Dornboss out of here. <laughs> you know, in football it's very like you just don't get rid of guys when you like them. Like yeah, one like one guy that you hear come up sometimes when you're with casual fans. Like, is Joe Staley slipping? And I think it's fair to say, yeah, he's slipping a little bit. Are they just going to cut Joe Staley? That's not fucking happening. Now, they may, like, it wouldn't shock me if maybe they trade back, right? Like, in the first round, let's say they lose in the second round, and they got picked 26. And they take 26, like a John Schneider move, and turn it into a couple second-round picks. And they take a second-round tackle, and that guy is just next year a backup, kind of like the Eagles did this year with Andre Dillard. Mm-hmm. But they're not just all of a sudden, Joe Staley has been cut, right? He's right right or wrong. And it, you could say, well, should you let emotions get involved? And, you know, you have to really dive in and they know better than anyone. But I think it's pretty clear he's not quite the same and guy. It's also like how much better is the other guy, the next guy we can get. Yeah, right? what he means to you. Uh, but these guys like Doran Boss, it's, Staley's more important. But I, I think Travis Kelsey, or not Travis, but Jason Kelsey has become that in Philly. Now, he's still really good, but, like, when everyone in the building views you like a friend-slash-human being, that they just like, we will fire our play-by-play guy on radio for you tomorrow. Like, we love <laughs> right. you. You're not going anywhere. You know? Which is which like, is what, uh, it's part of what makes Brady so fascinating, John, which is why I want to get to what you wrote about him in a moment. But before we do that, let's get to uh, Ease, and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. I mean, the holidays are here, John. The holidays are here. Take your ease with you. What a gift it could make. Best delivery platform to get the best legal licensed, fully tested marijuana products delivered to you in California, 21 and over, verified online in minutes, or easewellness.com. Either way, the promo code's ham. I might just get my mom a couple pre-rolls. See what happens. uh, Yeah, just see what she thinks. Uh, Just go to ease.com, promo code ham. You get it delivered. You can go pre-rolls. You can go some vapes. You can go some gummies. I I take gummies a, a decent amount. I love a good gummy. They're probably actually, I might just become a gummy guy. They actually taste good too. And everything you need, ease, ease.com, promo code HAM, and then our friends at easewellness.com, promo code HAM, CBD. You got aches, pains, uh, need some sleep aids. They got it all. Check it out. Just go to the website, ease.com or easewellness.com, and just search away. And when you want to purchase something, just type in the promo code HAM. Pretty easy. That's what I do. And if you've been using it, get a new email or share it with your friends. You're yeah, gonna be around the friends. Hunt. Share it with your friends. Ten bucks off. Uh, excuse me. Uh, twenty uh, percent off. Let me say it. Try that's, what I, that's what I did when I had already used my untuck it, and I wanted to use another untuck it. Hold I just, on, I gotta get this right. Twenty dollars off. There you go. Twenty dollars off. First of all, untuck it is twenty percent off. And I wanted to get more shirts yeah. like a couple months ago, and I just used my mom's email. And then I was like, well, I'm at my mom's house. I might as well use her credit card, too. Wow. <laughs> I got some free shirts. boy. But using her Netflix, now that's a crime. Now that now you're no. a no, in, in, fair, in fairness, she uses my Netflix. Okay. Uh, podcast also that? brought to you by SeatGeek. If right now you're listening going, what am I getting person X for Christmas or Hanukkah or what Chris, Christmaka or Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. or uh, uh, Festivus? How about an experience? You could go like, oh, thanks for this gift. Wait, you're going to come with me? I love you because we're loved ones and we're going to experience this together. What a gift. SeatGeek. Promo code HAM gets you 10 bucks off your first purchase. They don't even have to know you use the promo code. No, they don't, guy. That's the key. You download the SeatGeek app. 
You use the promo code HAM wherever you want to go. You live in the Bay Area, you're like, well, let's go check out Niners Rams this weekend. Or you're like, let's get something for a, a, go to a Warriors game. You live in Sacramento, Golden One Center. You live in L.A., you want to watch LeBron play? Yeah, good thing LeBron's got a kid. He's now playing. You want to watch Bronny play? Go watch Bronny. You want to watch the Clippers play, also a stable center? Make sure you Google, though, and they're not off a of back-to-back because you want to catch Kawhi Leonard. Though, dynamic pricing might get a cheaper because, you know, the red means bad, green means good. Check it out on SeatGeek, promo code HAM. You want to watch Haberman call games? You, you live in L.A.? Go to the Staples Center Saturday. Haberman will be there, doubleheader, no big deal. Promo code HAM, SeatGeek. There you go. Like John said, big green dots mean good value. It's on the interactive map. Little red dots mean skip it. Let that person get their price closer to what works for you. Over 50,000 five-star reviews uh, in the uh, app store. And here's the other thing. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets with confidence. I've got it on my phone. You've got it on your phone. Easiest way to go. Promo code HAM, 10 bucks off with SeatGeek. Uh on my phone today, I read the latest in the athletic from athletic columnist writer John Middlecoff. A five, uh, uh, independent contractor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that the new law? A five. A five. I don't know. I was a five for now. Um, but so you went through some of the things, some of the looking forward that we've talked about for the Raiders. One thing you brought up was Tom Brady, who's not a Pro Bowler this year, which means Bill hates him. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I know who doesn't hate him. That's the owner of the team. Uh, that is a under the radar. I say under the radar. I don't know if that, if this Patriot situation is getting enough attention, given that there's really no clear resolution here. Uh, well, it will become the biggest story in America, right? If their season ends and he goes, I'm going to test free agency. Yeah. If like Tom Brady does some, some, I was going to call them school visits, but that's college. Does some free agent visits, Peyton Manning style. Will that be the number one story in America? Like if talking Tom Brady, yeah. I know we're going to talk about the Raiders, but let's just say he meets with four teams. Yep, that would be pretty. That would be pretty crazy, which I'm all here for. I mean, I'm, I welcome the content. And if but. he starts meeting with teams, the second in my mind he starts meeting with teams, he's gone from New England because New England has never been about for him leveraging other contract opportunities. It's never been about that, right? But he's never been a free agent, so you know when sometimes guys talk about like. I kind of yeah. wanted to be recruited. Yeah. I, you, I, you, you I think the moment he meets my, with teams, it's a it's a wrap. I think it's telling us that he is not going back. Do you agree with this that Bill wouldn't mind him leaving? I do. Do you think Bill thinks he could win more games with Nick Foles? <laughs> I don't know. If I, I that's go. a serious question, by the way. I mean, I don't think he would say that I would one hundred percent lose less games. Yeah. <laughs> like. Well, and he'd say this. We're not talking about 2014 Tom Brady. I'm talking about a 42-year-old that's about to turn 43. Like, that's... I think if Bill sat down and you both cracked a beer, he'd go, listen, I'm fucking 67, but I'm the coach. This guy's 43 fucking years old. I'm just... Regardless, whether he thinks I'm a dick or not, he's 43 years old. I got rid of Logan Mankins when he was like 33. I'm holding on to this guy because he's 43? Like, this is kind of crazy. Can we... Hey, Robert, this is kind of nuts. And this is Remember when I year. traded Garoppolo, Robert? You see, like, he's, I, a, he's a Pro Bowl alternate. Did you see that? I think Bill's like what Bill's hoping for Saturday with the country watching. They're able to win the game like thirteen nine, and I think the first score of the Bills game was. You're saying he to wants 10. to win the Super Bowl the way the, the, I way the Broncos that, won their last Super Bowl. I'm not saying Super Bowl. I'm just talking about Saturday versus the Bills. 
he wouldn't mind Brady throwing three picks. Yet, but their defense picks off Josh Allen also three times, but Gilmore scores on one, and they win, you know, 12 to 9. All field goals the whole game for both. Something like that. I'm, I, I just don't think Bill likes Tom. <laughs> now, I, I think the feeling's mutual. I just, and this is my thing in the article, and I've been told this by a very, very reliable source. And again, it, if Tom Brady wanted to come to the Raiders, he'd come to the fucking Raiders. This isn't like breaking news. Of course he would. Uh, I, I just think that if he... No one knows what Tom's going to do because Tom would have to be like, I'm a legit free agent. And I just don't know. I don't have a good feel. Like I, I don't think anyone. No, he's, it's the great unknown. But I also, is Tom going to retire? He's the one that keeps adamantly saying, I'm going to keep playing. Well, I also think he has not ever given up the chip of being a six-round pick. So if somebody has that chip, are they not going to? This is what I think about: is like, is he just going to walk away because Bill doesn't believe in him anymore, or is he going to try and go prove Bill wrong? Yeah, I think it's probably that. But as the person told me that kind of alerted me to the Raiders that are going to have heavy interest in Tom, where's Tom going? Like, you know, hit free agent. There ain't ten teams. Like when Peyton Manning hit it, that it was much more. I'd say seven, eight years ago. Every team, it felt like, beside like 10, didn't have court, you know. They're just the amount of teams with quarterbacks, like, I'll give you an example, the Browns. Like, they're not getting rid of Baker for Tom Brady. That's not even an option. Like, the, the Arizona Cardinals, they're not getting, and I'm not saying it sounds kind of crazy when you just say it out loud. Like, Kyler Murray is not getting thrown out the fucking, into the, what was it, out the bath, without the bathwater, throw the baby in the bath, out the bath, whatever that statement is, like he said. Throw the baby out with the bathwater, I think. Uh... Atlanta, they're just paying Matt Ryan too much. Yeah, now, so Carolina. A, can I throw? A few, yeah, Carolina, Tampa, new I mean, owner. Would, right? Would they get rid of Jameis for Tom? New coach, new owner. Josh McDaniels goes with him. Um, that that one's in play. Uh, you know the one we've talked about that I've said from the beginning. Josh McDaniels and Tom go to L.A. L.A. Chargers. Even that, though who knows how much of an upgrade he is over Philip, but whatever. Um, I said the Colts. I was like, I, what about the Colts, Frank Reich? But as you said with his Tom, that they're like the his mortal enemies. Indy turned him in. Turn, turn him in, yeah. Um, Chicago. Technically Grigson, but it was the franchise. So Chicago. Well, is Chicago going to pick up the fifth year option on Mitch Trubisky this offseason? Great question. What kind of feels like they are? What if they right? knew they could get Tom? It does feel like they are actually. But what if they knew Tom Brady could, would come play quarterback for them? To me, it's kind of perfect because uh, it's like, well, look, is he great? No, but he might be better than Mitch, and we don't think we don't, the last thing we want is to end up franchising Mitch in a year. So I think Chicago makes the most sense if you're Tom to attempt to win next year. Well, like, uh, what's the best argument for New England? I mean, uh, oh, Vegas, Ugh. money, money, and Tom has, you know, I, if anybody should be able to make decisions that are about something more than the money, you'd say the guy who is really rich and is an ultimate competitor would be a guy to do that. And unless he believes in Gruden, if some, if you know, like for whatever reason they've met a bunch of times, money like maybe he just believes in Gruden. Like to me, that's going to be more significant than how much money they can put in front of him. Well, I'd be shocked if they don't have a good relationship, right? Two football addicts. So they've, he's called, if you had to guess in his 10 years doing Monday night football, would you say the new England average, three Monday night games a year on yeah. his, I mean, a minimum two. I mean, he's probably done what minimum 15, 15 New England games, maybe more. Uh, yeah, you're right. 
I mean, what was the big deal with Peyton? It, it wasn't truly the money. It was that Elway sold him, right, on the vision, on what they could become, and it worked. And now I think people forget. Like, but that got, team like, four, was... Yeah, it was right on the cut. Yeah, there was a lot, but it was kind of... El- Elway kind of went Pat Riley. Rings on the table. I'm here with you. There's a partnership. What do we need? And Jerry Jones? Ki- yeah, I mean, I don't think... I, I wouldn't discount that. But it wouldn't they, to me. That would be I would stick with Dak over that. But I would too. I think they would too. Know. So the Raiders, let's say, Niners are out. One now. year, forty million dollar deal. Tom would go. Well, our defense. We're depending on a guy that's never proven he can call a good defense, and the players that we have so far have been terrible. Offensively, the offensive line's good, and we got a running back, but we're going to need more weapons. You're right. It, it would come down a lot to believing in John. And believing into whatever pitch he gave you. Because the Bears, the thing the Bears would have to give you is not really much of a pitch, right? It would just be like, we're, we have a, a team equipped for you to win. I got one Plug for you. Plug and play. Did you see the thing about Troy Aikman the other day? That he sees the, a front office position as the next frontier for him? He told uh, one of the I, local I, stations, like, you know, he's, he's, he's talked to Elway over the years. Elway he's talked Lynch, to John Lynch, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that's a guy that. But he know, could, But I, I, I did see him say like, he knows talking to those guys and being around it, you can't half-ass it. So he's like, if right. I'm gonna do it, you got to go all in. But I, I could see. Let's say you're the Carolina Panthers or the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you're like, you go Troy Aikman, Josh McDaniels, fucking Tom Brady, right? And because Troy, first of all, if you're Troy, wouldn't like isn't. A brand new GM who played in the league isn't wouldn't like oh just get me a veteran guy control oh Tom how can you go wrong with Tom like that's who Troy would Troy would kill for Tom Brady right first you say if they hired Troy Aikman signed Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady that'd be a pretty big off season for the Jaguars or I mean one press conference or three you think (laughs) that'd be if if you told me that I'm all in shots like look I will I will I will go to London eventually guys but you got to NFL you got to help me get Troy in here um. Yeah, that's that's I, my the one comment I saw Troy say. Every year that goes by, it becomes more likely. Yeah. So it was almost like I mean, I got a couple more year window if I'm going to do this. Like, isn't he 53 years old? Is he? He's not going to just become a GM at 60. He's uh, my first reaction is God, he's only 53. Troy Aikman's been a part of my entire life. How old do you think he is? Well, no, you're. I mean, I'm just saying. Like Troy has been. I might as well be the same. Okay, let's. I'll give you a scenario. Tom Brady is on another team. Let's say I tell you that. That's a fact. Tom Brady is going to be on another team. What percentage would you give the Raiders handicapping their pursuit? Okay, so again, I, we got to account for the possibility that he really believes in John. But this team right now is not. Good. I think you'd have to assume that they're friends. But the question is, to what degree, right? Because this team right now is not good. Does Tom Brady? want to go play for a team that might not be good. I think it would be an insane risk for him. So insane. I would give it given if the if there were other legit what if but as the person told me like who are is really op, like are we sure the Bears like again their GM drafted a guy number 2 overall. Now, could he withstand? Yeah, the Bears showed no interest. People would be like, "Are you fucking kidding me, Ryan Pace?" So, I do think it's a great point. But it's not like, like the Panthers are good either, guy. No, but they're bet like they've I think they're closer to good. Yeah. I mean, they they were good the majority of the year. Um, 
I do think you, what you just said makes a lot of sense in the sense that I think when all when it's all said and done, it might be Tom picking between two or three teams max, right? What was and the what Raiders? Was, what was Peyton like five? Yeah, when they were flying planes into Duke. In and North it was Carolina. five mainly because he kind of dumbed it, was, it down to five, right? Yeah, but I just wonder in the end, was it really five for him? Well, the gym, right? Didn't him and Jim butt heads in their meeting? <laughs> I, I swear to God, I think I think it got contentious. Uh, I believe that. <laughs> so anyway, I I would still put it pretty low. I just like, bro, you're supposed to be recruiting me. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> you have any milk here? Do you, do you, okay, let's just go. Let's even move back a step. No assuming. Do you think Tom Brady is on the Patriots next year? Because I kind of don't. I would say right now I am. Because uh, they need another quarterback. Like you have they to. They did just draft the dude him. from Auburn in the middle of the round. Yeah. Yeah. Like you still have to have a guy to replace him, Derek Carr. But so, again, guy, he is a free agent. Like he I might understand. just. But to me, if they want him back, he's back. Yeah, if they're a working relationship. Don't you think Bill wouldn't mind, like, watch me win a fucking Super Bowl with Andy Dalton? Of course. Idiots. <laughs> and I, I'm for that. I, I want that to happen. I wouldn't mind their legacies going apart for a couple years. It, would, it only makes our jobs cooler. It's just a new huge story. I mean, a huge story. I, I don't think people quite can grasp if he truly it goes, I'm a free agent. I'm going. I'm taking how meetings. How big of a how big of a story yeah. that would be? Because remember, it was a major fucking story when Peyton did it, and he was coming off a year we didn't quite know. But remember, after the fact, it was like, yeah, Cutcliffe was like, I was a little nervous for him. He started throwing, and he could barely walk. And I was like, whoa, you know, Tom's healthy. It just, I think the question is, is he still good? His arm strength's still there. It's just you get older, you're not as accurate. Like, I, I do think there's another counter-argument that we haven't even brought to the table. Are we sure Tom is still close to what he was like two years ago? You know, it's just at the age, I think once you start dropping off a little bit, it gets, it grows exponentially. You'd also argue, look at his, ro- you know, if you wanted to make the case for him, you'd say, look at his offensive roster this year. Well, that that's what everyone's saying that's going after him. So, uh, all right, John, how big of a, I mean, it would be a massive, massive deal for Gruden if he would able to land him, right? Yeah, it would be bigger than when the Raiders landed Gruden. It would be, uh, I mean, it'd be, would that be bigger than the Broncos landing Peyton? I think the Tom story is bigger than the Broncos for, although, you know, the Colts had lock, so they were about ready to, to me, part of the story is always the other team. Montana leaves, goes to the. He did go to a playoff. Like, Montana was in the playoffs the next year. But yeah. part of that story is Steve Young. What, to me, what we don't know, Colts, Peyton, part of that story is Andrew Locke. What, what is the net? Like, are the Patriots going to do this with, like, ah, don't worry, we'll figure it out. Well, that's we kind of how they op- Like, if they had Jimmy, that, it made sense. But, but they kind of operate like Favre that. Favre and then Rodgers. But it's like, Jacob Nix, don't worry, we got this. Or whoever they, they the guy kinda, is. Is that who it is? That's who they are. No, that's the guy that replaced uh, Etling or whoever the guy they drafted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bo Nix is the freshman quarterback at Auburn. No, no, I just but, think but they, there was a Jacob Nix, too, isn't there? Once probably, time. but they, they would just Etling. take, they'd yeah. be like, well, we got this Auburn quarterback we like, and then we'll sign Mariota, and then we'll draft another guy, too, and we'll just let the cream rise. I, 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 think, I, think, they think, would, I think they would trade for Nick Foles. 
You think they would trade for Nick Foles? I think that's what Bill would do. I think Bill would think I can, I can Nick, I can win with Nick Foles. Well, I think he would. You're probably right. He would trade for someone. What did you? Might I would. Him. I would pray that he goes and get Jameis. <laughs> Whoever it would be, it would be fascinating. To oh watch. my god. He might just cycle through like four guys. Just now, like the one accumulate. thing that could be would be the undoing, I think, of Bill. And this is where I think Bill does know this. Tom does mean a lot for their locker room. Like you're just not allowed to act like an idiot when he's around, right? You right. put even let's say Nick Foles, like he just doesn't come in there with the with the kind of the pull. Like, hey, bro, shut up. Can we guarantee that wherever Tom goes, Edelman goes, or is he under contract next year? He's under contract, but Bill probably just cut him. <laughs> there would be a – would it shock you if there was just a New England purge? Like, Bill's just like, I'm really getting rid of some fucker guys. Like, Bill, are you never going to retire? What, are you just doing this? He's like, no, yeah, I got yeah, I mean, phase two. Yeah, I, I think you think, like, Tom's in FU mode. I think Bill would be in the ultimate FU For mode. For sure. <laughs> you know? No, you're right. Approach, if you think Tom's a six-round pick, then I view myself as a, the last undrafted free agent to get a phone maybe, call. Maybe he's <laughs> jealous that, like, Saban gets to show everybody every two or three years that he can just run it back with a whole bunch of different dudes. What would be the bigger story next year? Can Bill win without Tom, or can Tom win without Bill? Or are they just tied together every week? Bill. You think so? Yeah. Because I think I think there is already the discussion about it. Is Tom losing it? It's Tom, like Tom's old, Tom, you know. I, I, I Gruden and Tom Brady signed me up for that. Uh, yeah. Then you would be. Then we'd meet each other at Vegas for the opener. People keep asking me, like, how many Vegas games are you going to go to? Well, it's like whenever Bedane sends me the e-invite, I'll be there. The credentials? Yeah. <laughs> you think I get credentialed? Speaking of uh, signing day. That's what we should do. When the next year, week one, even if we're not going, just send send them a uh, uh, credential. We just, hey, we're, we'll see you guys Credential there. Request. We get credentials. Yeah. Well, we'd like to come to all the press conferences. Yeah. No, I'm saying game one, whatever opening week is. Even though we're not going, but just ask for one so they can deny us. We can create that chip. Exposed. Look at this email. Yeah. You guys just want the bias coverage? Uh, you want to talk about signing day? Hell yeah. Can you give us a breakdown of all the players? Yeah, Savelle Who's your, Smalls, who's your favorite John? player? Uh, Mr. Williams. I already told you that. <laughs> no, you know which one I like? Because I, I, I was texting with a buddy at Stanford. You know, Emmett Smith's son committed to Stanford. EJ yeah. Smith. And uh, I, w- I happened to be watching when he committed on ESPN. It was, From they in Florida when they were doing that. You know, I don't know. It was on mute, but might have been in Texas. It was between right? Florida. I would assume it was Texas, right? It was between yeah. Emmett's alma mater, Florida, Georgia, uh, Stanford, and one other SEC school. Maybe Ohio State. Maybe it was a Big Ten school. But it was. He like, might have been their biggest recruit then. The, li- the list was. I mean, it was the, it was like exactly what a blue chipper looks like. Yeah. But so I texted because like Jerry Rice's. Remember they had Barry Sanders' son. Jerry Rice's kid ended up at Colorado. Uh, the other kid sneaky in the league, ASU got Chad Ochocinco's son, Ochocinco two Chad Johnson the second. No, Chad oh. Johnson the second. Uh, but so I was texting a buddy at Stanford. I'm like, is he like, what's the deal? Like, is he really good or is he? Is this is you know is it a big deal because it's his dad? He's like no, it's a big like he's like, we think he can play as a freshman and kind of 
Like, we think he's a running back, but if you notice, ESPN lists him as a wide receiver. Like, he can do both. Kind of McCaffrey. Like, he, they think he's really good. So that's my – that's the guy I'm most interested in, EJ, Emmett Smith's son. Yeah, I texted our buddy at Oklahoma, and he said the same thing. He's like, he's really good. He said his only – he's like, well, his dad wasn't – I mean, when I say, like, lacks top-end speed, the dude from Fresno, uh, Wendell Milton. Kendall. Kendall, not Wendell. Kendall Milton, same thing. Like, thinking I, of Wendell think Mathis. He, yeah, he, he wasn't that fast either. And, and I say it all the time, not having top-end speed as a running back isn't that big of a deal. When I say top-end speed, like – these guys are so fast. Like you run four five seven instead of four four two. You're just not busting out seventy yard runs. But I'm I'm telling you, guy, the one thing I noticed just looking at like the top thirty or forty kids, and the thing that jumps out to me are whenever it says California next to their name, you know. And for the most part, it's the guys from Southern California. Though I think Fresno's Fresno's fucking a hotbed guy. I mean, that place is recruiting multiple top like fifty players every year. These guys, when I when we were in high school, or excuse me, college, and then I went to Fresno State, and definitely at Fresno followed this stuff really closely, there's always been guys, and I guess when I, we were in high school, a guy like DJ Williams at De La Salle went to Miami in the peak of their powers. It was like 2000. And then his two brothers played at a Grand High School, and one of them ended up going to Cal. But like DJ was the number one high school player, went to Miami. It wasn't even that weird, right? Miami was Alabama at the time. So I was like, yeah, fuck. Miami offers you're going to go to play at the U. Brady, when we were way younger, uh, the dates, I like dating Brady a little bit, make him sound a lot older than us. Because uh, he is, fuck, he's about to be 43. Went to Michigan. And I was like, yeah, the guy, I mean, Michigan called? Like, who else was on the phone? The Yankees? <laughs> like, it was like, oh, yeah, I would have gone there too. I think when you start seeing this kid from Fresno go to Georgia, or you see a guy go to LSU, or you see a guy go to Florida, or that, what was the Samoan kid's name, the number one quarterback, St. John Bosco's, is going DJ. to Clemson? DJ, it was between them and Oregon. Yeah, when you start going seeing, when I see the non, like, peak of the power SEC school, which is Alabama. Well, the other like, kid, I, Bryce, uh, Bryce Brown? No. Uh, Bryce Love, I think, right? Bryce. No, no, not Bryce Love. Something. He's going to Alabama, right? He flipped from SC a few months ago. To go to Bama? Mm-hmm. But is he? He's a technically a quarterback. Bryce really Young, he's an athlete. Bryce Young. I think he's a quarterback. So maybe, yeah. But like I, Najee, Nick Saban shows up to Najee Harris. Hey, I want you. I get that. But I think that Nick Saban's made the SEC really cool. Like, how is Georgia? To me, Georgia, Florida, and like LSU getting peak of their power. You know, or just like elite players from Southern California. That that jumps out to my eye. Even Clemson. Like, you're telling me Clemson takes the number one quarterback from St. John Bosco? Like, that's that's fucking nuts. Trevor Lawrence, isn't Trevor Lawrence from South Carolina? Like, he's from back there. Like, that's okay, I get that. But when you're taking our number one quarterback, it kind of makes me nervous. And then I saw inside Troy, Ryan Abrams tweeted out the video of him saying, I wore five because of Reggie Bush. And I get USC's down, but you would think like then Washington, and I, like you said, Oregon was in on him. Arizona State, I guess they have a young quarterback, so that'd be a tough sell. But it's like that we can't be letting those guys leave. Again, we, we've always had the occasional guy here and there leave. It's just gonna happen. But I think more than ever, these these SEC schools, when we were growing up, I, I didn't view the SEC like I want to the SEC is cool. I viewed like the Pac twelve or Pac ten at the time was every bit as cool. And even just like the other I think the SEC is separated just from everybody. 
It's just like yeah, it's I, cool I, to play in the South. When we talk about the footprint, I you like players leaving the West Coast footprint. To me, it's specifically an SEC issue, not a Big Ten. Now the Big Ten takes guys too, whatever. But Harbaugh came to see Najee Harris too and got beat on him, right? So I think that it's specifically an SEC thing. I think there's three things at play. One, it, I think there was just an uh, just a uh, unavoidable social media has knocked down fences. It makes the world smaller. It's so much easier to see yourself there right now than it would have been 20 years ago just to see yourself Kirby there. sends you a DM of the locker room. Well, you, first like, of all, you don't see them as much, right? Just everybody's on TV way more. So you just see – you're just more familiar with everything. You just It's just more familiar. You're right. You get more DMs. You see everything on Twitter. It's just everything feels a little less crazy. To me, like once upon a time – I can't – I always think about this. Like people who came to America when you used to have to take a boat and take several months – and take a month or two to do it and pack yourself in – just it was stinky and it was smelly and it was like that was taking a leap now it's like well worst case i don't like it i'll hop on a seven-hour flight and go back right i don't man, like not many people manscaping on those boats no god i don't like florida it's the other thing is you can transfer i'll just hop on a flight and come back but it all looks so i think i think the world is just smaller a b i think to your point on the sec i think the college football playoff has made everything else feel less relevant and the only thing that matters is the playoff and so who do you watch when you Watch the playoff. It's those guys. Yeah, see, I, I wouldn't go the playoff. I, I think the, their regular season is still big. I think that their their games. Oh, there's no feel doubt. I'm just saying on television and cool. Yeah, no. Well, look, I think we've, we're to the point now. You just take that environment and you stack it up with other environments. It's just hard on the West Coast to stack up. Washington's best is awesome. Oregon is awesome. Utah is awesome. But at their best, like I, I mean, we live out here, and I can't wait to go to an SEC game. So. I'm with you. I'm just saying I think the college football playoff has made all – like the Rose Bowl, while it still matters more than like the Cotton and the Peach and these other ones, it's not quite what every West Coast kid dreams of going to play in like it used to be. And I think the playoff is a big reason why. And then well, I think I, there's a I third think the, thing. I, I think the big team – yeah, sorry. No, I was just to say, I, I think what needs to happen now from a West – if we're like looking at it from a West Coast perspective, of course guys are taking your players. Of course they are. Because your guys grew up in California. Some of them want to blaze a different, like, eh, everybody that I grew up with, like, a lot of their parents, like, they, I, they went to the West Coast schools. I want to do something different, right? And I think there's a lot of that. So I think the West Coast schools, while you absolutely need to keep your California guys, I think you have to accept that the world's different. Why don't you go to Florida and get some guys who none of their friends went to California? Why don't you go to Texas and get some, guy, some guys who none of their friends went to, like, where they want the grass green or somewhere else. Like, I, I think that's where the West Coast schools, not just USC, who's always nationally recruited, not just Oregon, who's always nationally recruited, but I think that's how the West Coast schools kind of get back in the mix is, okay, there's a reason some of these guys are going there. Let's get some other guys who it's like, well, Alabama, I want to go to Alabama, but they're going out of the state. For, let's go get somebody from that state. Well, you know that I, I think the big, you know, problem right now for the Pac-12 losing a lot of these LA guys because like, Oregon's doing their part right they're all over the fucking poly that's going to Clemson like they, they they've yeah. come swinging Mario's approaching this thing like he's still working for Nick or Dabo like they he's approaching it like we're playing Ohio State every week so I tip my hat to him in Washington they are they take huge swings too I think Herm has that mindset it's just harder your Arizona State you know and, like, you brought up Utah. I, I fucking love Utah. But in fairness, like, they're never going to recruit, for the most part, these type kids. At least in the near future. 
So to me, it's on USC yeah, totally. to miss out all those guys. But I also think this. When I was picking up dinner last night, I'm listening to Andy Staples talk. And he brought up this, he brought up a specific instance. Because the, the guy the guy hosting the radio show was like, did anything crazy happen today? And he's like, one crazy thing happened today. A guy that had committed in Nebraska, after he signs the paper, gets a phone call. He's a DB. He's like one of the best DBs. And they tell him the opposing school that wants to get him like, Texas or whatever, tells him, your DB coach is going to go to the NFL after this season. So the kid freaks out. And he's like, it happened five years ago to a guy named Roquan Smith. Do you know where Roquan Smith was supposed to go out of high school? Where? UCLA. And wow. you know who the guy that recruited? Because And then Andy Staples was like, people forget, Jim Moore was landing like Kenny Clarks, Roquans, uh, Miles Jack. Miles Jack. Where, where's Miles Jack from? Georgia, right? He's not from California. So I, I, I give Mora... They recruited really. I think the reason he got fired is because their win totals didn't match up with how good they recruited. Yeah, didn't Chip actually have kind of a bounce back day yesterday? They landed some guys last minute. Again, this is just Andy Staples enlightening me on this. No, he said that that Roquan was coming, and that was the year that it turned out Ulbrich, somewhat you know Mark Richt, who at the time was the coach there, calls him and says because it was between Georgia and UCLA, Jeff Ulbrich's going to the Atlanta Falcons. But Roquan hadn't sent in a signing date letter yet. But it was the morning of Which move is sneakier? Day. Not telling a kid you're leaving or calling a kid who's going somewhere else to tell him his coach is leaving? Well, it turns out the guy in Nebraska, they just made it all up. And the guy was like, I'm telling you, I'm fucking not leaving. I'm staying here. I just signed a two-year extension. Where Ulbrich really was. So Roquan called Jim Mora, and Jim Mora kind of had to spill the beans. But, he, but what he told him was like, I'm doing everything I can to keep him. And Roquan's like, come on, man. He's leaving. And so he just went to Georgia, but you're right. I, so what I, happened I think, with the Nebraska kid? It was too. I mean, he ended up signing, so it yeah, didn't matter. it was too. He'd already signed, but it but it turned out that, that the move. other it was dirty recruiting. Wow. But I think this gets back to what was Lane like, Kiffin seen on the phone at the same time? <laughs> no, I don't know. When USC was humming, think of where a lot of their players were from. They did. A, they crushed it in L.A. But isn't I mean, wasn't Clay Matthews from New Jersey? or one of those guys was Cushing. One of the linebackers was not from California. They were getting a ton of players nationally. I think Matthew's from L.A. Yeah, Uh, I I think it was Cushing. It was Cushing that was from Jersey or PA. But they approached it like I think Georgia and Florida and LSU are now approaching it. Like we view California as a hotbed. Where Pete went, I view OH, PA, and NJ as my hotbeds. And if I want a guy from Florida – Dwayne Jarrett, or they were just definitely every year. There, they just had five stars from all over the country. And if he wanted you from LA, then he, he did that. He too. got you. Yeah. No, I, I do. I think, think you're right. Losing the amount of LA guys though is a little scary for our conference. That I want to see thrive. Like that's a lot of talent just leaving the state to a, to sure. to the South. It's like, one so thing the if South Oregon is already getting sweet guys, and now they're getting fucking Wendell Milton. I mean, fuck Kendall. Kendall. So, I want to call. Yeah, it's what him. like there's this guy Justin Flo who's people think it's going to be a first rounder out of Southern California. He chose Oregon over USC. Okay. But Oregon can't do all this work for SC, right? Like SC's got to do this work. Cause at the end of the day, they are SC. They are in LA. So but to, to me, it's like, they're the only program right now. And I, I was, I didn't think Mario was going to be that good. He shut me up where he's landing like six, seven guys a year that are like, yeah, we think this guy's a future first rounder. I think Washington does a couple but when USC's not doing that at all, because really, if if 
of the 20 guys, the top LA guys, let's say 10 of them went to the South, as long as SC kept half of them, we'd be in pretty good shape. And maybe UCLA lands one. Right. But you lose all those guys, like how good is Georgia, fucking Alabama and LSU going to be if they if they land the best players out here and they're getting all the guys in the South, guys? Well, I think what makes it scary too, and I've talked to people who recruit about this, it's like sometimes you'll take a kid from a legit high school, even if he's not quite – if he's good, but he's not great, but you just want to get into that high school, right? You just that, want – Yeah. You just want Zach all Maynard. his old teammates to be like, oh, man, we, we watch – our friend John Middlecoff, we watch him every day playing at Minnesota, man. It's so sweet to watch him at Minnesota. It's like you just want to get in and kind of slowly, slowly infect everybody with, with your little flu, your recruiting flu. So the more kids that go, the more kids that think about going. Well, that's why Bob Stoops always tried to get a guy or two every year from California just to kind of keep the pipeline. I remember Phil Savage told me when it was announced that Georgia was playing Oklahoma – at the Rose Bowl, and Saban, I think Alabama played Clemson. This was like two or three playoffs ago. But yeah, it was Baker Mayfield's last year, two years ago, right, with Sony Michelle and, and Nick Chubb and those guys. And he's like, that's a big win for Georgia, getting to play a fucking a huge bowl game out in California. Well, here's a question for you. like, So do you, you think that Kendall Milton, Kirby Smart had him attend that game? Wouldn't sure. you be shocked if, they, if he wasn't at that game? But here's a question for you, like, if you're Washington, Michigan play, Ohio State, Oregon play, which game benefits which team more? So, wait, repeat. Like next season, Ohio State goes to Oregon week two. Yeah. If you're Oregon, to me, you should want to play that game more than Ohio State does. Like you playing in Ohio is more valuable than them playing in Oregon. Agree, because you don't have players out there. If you're Washington, you playing in Ann Arbor versus them playing in Washington, it, probably a wash, but you know. But, like, to me, you playing home-and-home home with Alabama. Like, if I'm a California school, and Alabama doesn't play home-and-homes with anybody, I wouldn't – like, that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to oh, go home-and-home no. home with Alabama. Like, I don't want to – like, because the payoff for them is much higher than the payoff is for me. 100%. The SEC teams don't do it. They may be mandated to do it soon. Like, Ole Miss does it. Ole Miss did it with Cal. They're a little different. I, I know yeah. this. If I was Cal and I was UCLA, I ain't doing a home and home with Florida or Georgia guy. I ain't doing well, it. No uh, chance. Utah, Utah's doing it with Florida. Like to me, that if I were Florida, I'd be a little careful with that. Right now, is Utah taking the guys that Florida wants from Florida? Maybe not. But Utah is has been trying. Their two of their best players are from Florida this year. Yeah, to me, that's an easy one for Utah. For sure. I think I'm you saying think for Florida, it's like, USC. is this worth it, or are we just not afraid of them so it doesn't matter? I just think you think you're better, and you you want to play good teams. You know, that's, What's the point of this if you're yeah. always trying to avoid? right? Can we just stop trying to avoid? Again, you don't need to be Pat Hill and play, what's your non-conference? Ohio State, Tennessee, and Florida. <laughs> you know? Well, Fresno yeah. State does have, I think, two Pac-12 teams each in the next two years. But but it's it's also different for, like, they have to do it financially, and it does make some sense. And it does. Like, and Pat used to always say this, and it's true. It helps us recruit. Like, if we just play three other New Mexico states, I no mean, this doubt. sucks. Yeah. You know, it, it really is pretty fucking cool being on the sideline at Wisconsin. You know, that's – like, if I'm Wisconsin, I'm desperately trying to do a home-and-home home with, like, Cal, right? Hey, you want to come play at Wisconsin? Right, if you have the kids from Oakland Tech and Sacramento come to that game, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? If you can just get one guy from Folsom High School or Oakland Tech or De La Salle, that is a massive win for Wisconsin. Like you said, just to be like then the sophomores 
Or like, oh, I, I used to go out to In-N-Out with James after after we'd play when I was a sophomore and he was a senior. He's, he's my buddy. I'm going to watch him play every Saturday. You're right. You just, you just draw eyeballs to where you might not naturally do it. Like all his friends in that program are like, my boy had a catch against Ohio State. You know, it's just sweet. Yep. I, I just knew that as someone that didn't even know DJ Williams. I kept tabs on DJ Williams when no I was doubt. in high school. I was like, God, that guy's at Miami. Think how many kids at like Antioch right now are just have been watching Najee Harris. That guy's probably a hero in the Not game. even guys at that high school, to your point. Just people that played. Like, I played against that guy. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Underrated part of high school sports, who you played against. But when, well, when we were growing up, it was all just like, oh, that guy went to SC. That's where you went to SC. Like that, they were the Yankees, and they're just—they're really like Oregon is. It's just they can only do so much. I mean, they're just—they're far away, and they—they they do try. But I, do you guys want to go to Eugene? I mean, they've always got elite players. I'm not saying they don't, but it's—it's it's actually remarkable what they're able to pull off, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Even you can put say Nike helps them out, and they do. Well, they all get a sweep. Fun. Did you see the Jordans they're all getting for the Rose Bowl? Pretty badass. Yeah, but I think these guys are kind of used to all that. This isn't like Oklahoma get out Jordans and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just these are these are cool. I think what color? I think Oregon is the only school that gets Nike and Jordan brand gear. Everyone else is one or the other. You're saying that the Rose Bowl gave I, them. I'm saying Oregon Jordans? has given them like some sweet Jordans that are like the, the you know the old school color scheme for Oregon, where it's like the kind of the apple green, the bright yellow, not like the newer ones. That color scheme, Jordans, with like, you know, it's got the Oregon. I've seen Jeff Schwartz has all these sweet Oregon logos all over the tongue in the back. I mean. Yeah, it's sweet. They got to keep an eye on Craigslist to make sure players aren't selling them for $2,000. Um, basketball team, too. I guess everybody does there. Some headlines? You're, you're saying the ones that are like yellow and green? Yeah. You think they look good? Well, it doesn't matter if I think they look good. I just think they look different. Like, yeah, I think yeah. they look good. Like, I don't have an outfit to wear them with, but I think they look sweet. <laughs> yeah, they're, you're right. They're cool. They're unique. If you're uh, a 20-year-old, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like, how would I, where would I wear these? With? No, you, could, you, you, you need a white tee and some jeans that are tight and stay rolled up above the top of the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I've owned one white tee in the last 20 years, and, you know, it's, it's got a tag on it still. Is that because you get them dirty? Well, I just don't even wear. I never. I don't even have white t-shirts. Yeah. Like under, like just like a. I got an undershirt. I had a few with a logo on it, but like a white tee. I just. Yeah. Anyway, headlines. Some games. Rattle through here. We got the three Saturday games you mentioned. Um, Sunday, Sunday night football. Chiefs Bears. Do anything for you? No, not really. How about Cardinals Seahawks? Do you give the Cardinals a chance to shock the world? No, not really. Cowboy. Cow- I mean Cowboys Eagles. Yeah, it's, you see Dak's not going to practice all week. No. Like, I don't think that's nothing. His shoulder's sore. So I, that's not good. But it's not. They, they claim that it, he's just giving him the week off. I, I guess Amari said yesterday he knew something was up because on like an RPO, he's like, yeah, he always throws it to Gallup, and then he didn't. And then we said something to him in the huddle, and he's like, man, I just can't do it. And we, they all kind of looked at him funny. I was like, whoa, that's not good. <laughs> so, Dak, when they offer you $30 million and a $100 million contract, sign the fucking deal. I mean, come on, man. I, I, I'm rooting, I, I root for you. I like you. I just think you make 
I get your agent wants to get that extra million dollars, but that's they're offering you a lot of money. It's not disrespectful at all, and you can make so much money with the Cowboys. You are one Drew Brees shoulder injury away from you going to free agency, and you ended up with the Bengals. So just man, you gotta you gotta strike where the iron's hot. You gotta give. I'll say this for Wentz and Goff. They didn't really fuck around. Now, they were offered a lot of money, but I think those offers had been on the table for Dak, right? The arguments were like, you know, he wanted more. It's like, God, you're going to turn down nine figures? with the cow- You're the Cowboys quarterback? And when you sign that deal, then what are you on scholarship basically for guaranteed three more years? You're going to be the Cowboys quarterback for seven years? I kind of like the birds. You know this, though, guy? Hmm. If the Cowboys win Sunday... They will be the NFC champs. Yeah. They can basically treat next week like a bye. So, if the Niners or Seattle, whoever loses that game, the Cowboys would be coming off a bye slash home game. Okay. Which... I didn't... I don't always know how well that benefits the team that... Well, they, they just have banged up guys, so but, they just need, you know, kind of... Yeah, I would some take guys it. To get Just healthy. like from the Niners being the one seed, one of the benefits would be they'd just be off for a week. Yeah. You'd rather have a bye than not a bye. Yeah. Even sure. if the bye is technically a game. Tom Coughlin shit canned. Okay, yeah. So I inter- I I stop. I made you stop earlier. The when- seven hundred thousand dollars of fines for Dante Fowler were not from the season. They were from January to March, right? When he was injured and they thought he should come in. Yeah. Well, the rules are you can't mandate the guy come in in the off season. Like if he wants to do the the rehab work. If he's in Florida, well, I guess they're in Florida. Wherever he is, like, he doesn't have to come in. Like, it was kind of crazy. Like, Tom, you're fining him for not coming in in January? John, it is a failure to me of epic proportions. I saw somebody ask you this on Twitter, like, do you think this is why he got fired? And you said, yeah. To me, it is. I don't. Now, if they had been really good this year, then he survives it. But they hadn't been. They'd been a mess. They needed a new coach. And this is about, if you're an owner, I, I can't even imagine. Tom calls it, not only do we need the $800,000 for, for Fowler, but there was also $100,000 for Leonard Fournette they had to pay back. The, the, the reason I say a failure of epic proportions, how does nobody on the Jaguar side of things say, wait, like we all know these aren't mandatory workouts, right? Like, we can't mandate he comes in here to rehab in February, right? Is there not an assistant GM, a coach, a trainer? Is there not anybody that doesn't know this? The old man's intimidating, guy. The cons I know know the league, right? He's an an intimidating individual. (laughs) It's insane. Well, this is why you don't even fuck with him. He's an intimidating individual. I just... Would you would you feel confident? Be like Tom. I don't think we can do that. Well, I'm just that there's nobody of every. There's not a. I I, I it blows my mind, John. Because well, how at the often, end of the day, what, what I, how often were agents calling Tony Khan, Shad Khan, David Caldwell, the head coach? Like, what are we doing? They had become an embarrassment. Clearly, in the player agent community, this is the other thing is clear. Players don't win that many grievances because did you notice how many players were like. We finally won. It was yep. like it was like a win for all players. Like they never lose. And I here I am more pro management than I am players, but I, I view players and fines a little bit like government and taxes. 
I think we just are numb to numbers. Like, I don't give a shit who you are, how much fucking money you make. Not even 799 k for Leonard Fournette. Like, that's a big chunk of change. $700,000 is an astronomical amount of money. And I get he's a top five pick and he's still making money. That's a lot of cash. You don't just get to take money away for things that are against... Like, this is not a rule. I'm not breaking a rule. Well, John, can he you was af- stealing money, guy. That's what he afford, was doing. Can you afford an $87 parking ticket? Well, I just got one. Well, of course you can afford it. Well, you're gonna, yeah, I don't know if you'll fight it. I mean, in theory, when you get it, you're going to fight it. And then like a week later, you're like, ah, oh, fuck it. But of course you can afford an $87 ticket, but you doesn't... If you get the little note that says, congratulations, we have, uh, we have upheld your uh, appeal, you don't owe the $87, that's a win, right? Have you ever, have you ever won one? Uh, I won one on, the, on Cal's campus, which it was a bullshit ticket to begin with, and they acted like they were doing me a favor. But I, I had a ticket in Walnut Creek six months ago. I realized I hadn't paid it, and it was like a month late. So they, once you don't pay it right, they double it. You know, okay. once you get past the date or whatever. So it went from 45 to 90 The Walnut Creek ones aren't that bad, but still $45 for running into the bank or whatever. So I dated it, even though it was like, you know, late November. I dated it like October 1st. The, just and, the check, you're saying? Yeah, the check. But clearly, I just got something else in the mail today that said I still owe $50. <laughs> so I might, I might fight it and be like, I sent this the right date. You can check the check. The they problem stamp, is that date the, the stamp mail? has a date on it, yeah. The stamp does? The, the They stamp. There's like a physical stamp. Of, of You know, they, they hit the letter with a stamp that has the I'll date say they it. screwed it up. Yeah, that's why they say postmark. It must be postmarked by, you know, a certain gotcha. date. Postmark yeah, means. They, they nailed me. Yeah, I, I, Coughlin was borderline. That's egregious. Like that's, that's borderline criminal activity. Is that white-collar crime? Like, to me, that's more than just, like, he won a grievance. Like, this is, you were stealing money from me. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's not white-collar crime, but. You unless Shotcon was taking the money to try and fund some other business, then it's not well, quite just, on that It just level. gets siphoned out to the league. Like, I'm wow. just saying, unless Coughlin is somehow working some system where he pockets the cash. No, I, I'm just saying, like, you, he gets you're a bonus for things guys legally you can't find me for. I just don't understand how it takes this long. How does somebody not go, hey, I just got fined for, uh, they made me come in. It's uh, January 17th. It's a pretty embarrassing look for the old guy. Really bad. I didn't, I didn't think his time in uh, Jacksonville would end so disastrously, but it, it ended disastrously. McCarthy getting uh, a job? Run, who? Oh, go ahead. I, I, I doubt it. I feel like he wants one. He said he's really into analytics. I think that Ron Rivera and Mike McCarthy – it's going to be harder for both those guys to get jobs than people think. I just think it's so in vogue to go young, open-minded. Young people always are like, we'll do whatever, you know? Even though every human has, like, their core beliefs and things. Like, part of what makes anyone successful is you just have things that you lean on. And usually that's why experienced people get jobs. I think that's part of the problem just in general that a lot of guys that would have got jobs for second time around aren't getting them. Like, for as much as we shit on Del Rio, and, you know, he brought up some of it upon himself with the ass coach and some of the BS, he actually wasn't just Joe Schmo idiot, right? He could handle a fucking team. His record in three years of 24 and 25, Gruden would die for that. Gruden's 10 and 30 right now. Like, Jack's had, everyone wanted to just bury Jack. 
his sec his last season seven and nine, or would they go six and ten? I don't even remember last year, but it was just like that's what Gruden's going to do his second year. I guess his first year was seven and nine. Not all records are created equal, though. But my, my point is like. I think Rivera and McCarthy are much higher level Jack Del Rios, and it's just like they won't, they might not get jobs for the LaFleurs and the, like, I I like Robert Sala. I could not hire him to be my head coach, could you? Too soon. No, way too soon. Well, think about this. Luke Walton. Do you think Luke Walton would have been, like, 20 years ago? He would never have got a job immediately from the Warriors. You know, back in like the 80s, it just took longer. Even if you were on a good team, it took years to well, get your name Well, now in the NBA, there. coaches get fired so fast. Jobs are just opening all the time until you need people. How much more prepared would he have been if he would have been with the Warriors for seven years? Like that five-year run, and then these next couple years are going to be tough. Just seen it all. Instead, he got thrust in two years into it. Like, let's just go. And it, was, it clearly hasn't gone that well. And now he's struggling to win in Sacramento, which most people do. But I think the expectation was they were going to make the playoffs. I think a lot of these guys are getting thrown into situations of the, the, just your reps. You don't have the reps. Think how long you've been talking into a microphone. Yeah. Like, like Over 10,000 hours. Yeah, whenever fucking your time comes to call an NFL game, you know, you, you've been there, done that. Now you could be like, well, fucking other people, you know, right now. Hey, Joe Davis, I want a spot. Like, did Joe Davis have 10,000 hours? No. Well, but, Zach's- but he did, but right, he just did 162 baseball games, so. Well, now he did. Yeah, now he's like. I mean, he was no doing full back. seasons of ESPN games that nobody saw. Is he a little better looking than you? Yeah, he's a good looking guy. He know? is a good looking guy. Can't <laughs> yeah, deny. That's a, that's a, a, yeah, he's like good yeah, eight and a half. You know, he's, yeah, he's a good looking guy. <laughs> But, but you'd say really historically good. broadcasting sports, it's not really about the looks, but that helps him. <laughs> I don't think it's not about, you know, you, it's hard. Sometimes you're like, oh, you see some people, you're like, oh, thank God. It's not about the look. And then you see other people, you're like, fuck, I don't look like that. Yeah, but would you ever call, like, was Marv Albert considered a good-looking guy? Yeah, now there's HD. You gotta, you gotta look Al- like Burkhart. God damn it, Burkhart. Tall, skinny, good hair. Just... Big, you see Al, Al Michaels chubby, but he's also 72. Yeah, Al Michaels had like a, an iconic call 35 years ago. More, uh, actually. You know, Michael K is not a great-looking guy. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay, uh, I think I think I think Ron gets a job. Rivera. You think Freddie Kitchens is fired? Uh... I mean, they said barring anything crazy, and then they got blown out. But I did see a stat. He's four and two since starting two and six. Oh, that was a stat on it, like uh, NFL Live yesterday. Would it feel kind of crazy if he doesn't get fired? Would that feel crazy to you? I I don't even know what to guess with them and him. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, you could convince me anything. You could say they hire Ron Rivera to be the co-head coach. I'd be like, eh, I can do that. <laughs> you know. It's a fucking weird place. That'll be if Ron Rivera takes the Browns job. That'll be one of those like just a reminder. Just when you think there's like ah that coach is too good for that job. Just a reminder in the NFL a job comes open if there's only one person offering it to you, you don't take a gap year. You just take the job, right? But I do think if you're Ron Rivera, you'd be like that job's pretty. They got a lot of players. Well, that's right? true. Yeah, they do have Miles coming back after swinging the helmet and the, all the offensive players. 
I mean, Jarvis just made the Pro Bowl. He did say that Silver's a liar. You see that? I did not see that. No. He said, I never screamed. I would never scream across the field to come get me. He said, that's bullshit. He was pissed off. I, I just, I had it muted, but I could see it on the, uh, the, on like them saying what he was talking about. He was mm-hmm. mad. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, that would be, he's screaming across the field to come get me. I, even someone was like, maybe he was screaming like, come get me, dog. Like, I'll beat your ass. Like, you know, I don't know. That does seem a little outrageous, but again, it's hard to. It's easy to pick on people when you're the Browns of these situations. Everyone believes you. That's right. Godspeed. Have a good call. See you. Later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.